Welcome to Calvary Christian Church's podcast. We're located on the North Shore of Boston and are committed to being a balanced ministry with a personal touch. Each week, one of our pastors will deliver biblical encouragement and practical application tips for everyday faith living. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoy the message. Que Dios les bendiga, hermanos. Encantado de estar aquí con vosotros este día. How many understood what I said? There you go. The rest of you know Spanish. Sure you do. Taco, burrito, uno, dos, tres. It is a joy to be back with you again here at Calvary Christian Church. This is our third time to be here, and I'm telling you, after a while, we're going to have to pay our tithes and taxes if we continue to come. We are so delighted to be here, and I'm just so grateful for the, the support, the prayers, and this is an icon of a church in our movement, and I'm so grateful for it. Now, in Spain, we wear our wedding rings on our right hand. Now, I recognize that here in the United States, we wear them on our left hand. Not one that is right or wrong. It's just different. I was on the airplane the other day, and I couldn't help but recognize this gentleman uh, that was coming, and he was wearing his wedding ring on the wrong hand and on the wrong finger. And I said, sir, I couldn't help but notice you're wearing your wedding ring on the wrong hand and on the wrong finger. And he said right back to me without missing a beat, it's because I married the wrong woman. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I married the right woman. Would you help me welcome my wife, Dana Santiago? Oh, thank you. It is a joy to be here with you this morning and just worshiping the Lord together and looking around at all of you, just entering in and just sensing the presence of the Lord. Amen. I just want to say thank you. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts for being that support to us through your prayers, through your finances, just through your love. And, and in special moments, you've, you've stepped in and you've given and you've prayed with us. And I want to thank you for that. Not only for giving, but you've also sent us one of your very own, Amy Muller. And she has been working with us there in Spain uh, for a couple of years before. And, and again now, she's head of our uh, spiritual development uh, department in our church and doing a great job. And she sends her greetings. And I just want to tell you a little tidbit. I didn't share this in last service, but you know, I was eight years old when God called me to ministry. So I just want to encourage you that you are never too young. Never underestimate the power of the Holy Spirit in a child's life and what he can do. So I just want to encourage you that for those of you that have children and think, how will they ever understand this gospel? You know, a child can understand what God wants to do in their lives, and they can be obedient to that call. And I just thank the Lord for that. And I just want to say that we'll be outside at our... Um, our booth there. We've got some prayer cards that we want to give you. And also we've kind of created a fun thing for the kids because I know that God is speaking to the hearts of the children as well. We've got a little photo booth. So if you want to join us and um, a little Sevillana dress I brought all the way from Spain and um, you want a picture with a real live missionary, well, come on out. We'd love to have that with you. Lord bless amen, you. Amen. It's good to be able to talk to real live missionaries compared to dead missionaries. And it's just, we are alive and well. We thank the Lord. Amen. I want to share with you a scripture before we get into it. And it's in Isaiah chapter 30, verse 21. It says, whether you turn 
to the right or turn to the left. Your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. Father, I pray for the next couple of moments that we have together that you would pierce the hearts of the ones that are here or the ones that are watching online. Move by your spirit, I pray, Father. Let the wind of your Holy Spirit move in our lives. In your precious name we pray, amen. Well, I'm a third-generation missionary, simply meaning that I was just born right over the in Connecticut, but at age two, under two, we went to the country of Ecuador, and we served there for 10 years with my parents, and then we went to Panama, and then we went to Venezuela, then I went to Bible school, and then the Lord called us to a different continent into Europe. And so I, I was raising it. I know what it is to be a missionary, and uh, I'm, I'm excited about it. But just because I was raising it does not mean that I can just hang on to the, my parents' coattails and say, because they were called, I am called. I believe that God uniquely calls us to do unique work for his kingdom. And I'm grateful for the call that he's placed on my wife and I and our family and all the missionaries that you support. God called them for a purpose. And that's what I would like to expound a little bit and, and just perhaps challenge you today to think about your purpose and why you are here and uh, know that those things are important. I remember when we first came to the country of Spain. Now, keep in mind, I was raised in Central and South America, so to, to welcome someone or phone gestures, you have to spend a good five minutes talking to them before you get to the point. And they would say, may the, may the joy of the Lord be your strength, and they go on and on. And then they say, how may I help you? So it's a prolonged. In Spain and in Europe, they are very much direct and to the point. And so it was a culture shock as we first came there. They will come to your house and say, man, that is an ugly picture you have on the wall. What made you think of getting that there? Or they'll tell my wife, oh, your hair coloring is awful. What did you do? So they're very direct. And we weren't aware or weren't prepared for that. I remember the first couple days when we were there in Spain, and the first thing you do, and I, we went with our four children there to the country of Spain, and, uh, and you have to open up a bank account. You can't do nothing without a, an account. So I'm waiting in line at this bank that was close to our home, and the bank director to my left, his name is Jose Manuel. Can you say Jose Manuel? <laughs> he comes to me, and he says, who are you and what are you doing here? And I was praying to God that he was speaking to someone behind me. And I looked and I said, yo, see, see, who are you? What are you doing here? It says, I said, my name is David Santiago and I'm from America. It says, I don't care where you're from and I don't care about your name. Who are you and what are you doing here? And I said, oh, I'm, I'm here to open up a bank account. It says, no, you can open all the accounts you want. Who are you and what are you doing here? Then it dawned on me. He said, oh, I am a missionary. And then he said it right back to me, loud for everyone in the bank to hear. He takes a step back and he says, missionary? And says, he said, didn't you look on the way here? All of our skyscraper buildings, our metros, our, our banking system is superior to yours. Don't you think that the, the 
that your money and your efforts would be much better used in Central or South America or maybe even Africa. There's no one dying of AIDS here. And then he said something that I'll never forget to this day. He says, David, we don't need you nor your God here. And I said, Jose Manuel, I can sense we're going to be the best of friends here, amen? <laughs> Little did I know, I went ahead and opened up a bank account there because I knew no better. And next thing you know, throughout my period and season in that part of Spain, every time I had to come to the bank for whatever transaction, I had to allocate 30 to 45 minutes of my time because he was like a sponge absorbing. He wanted to know everything about our lives, our families, the culture, sports, and yes, of course, our faith as well. And sure enough, months before having to come back home on furlough, I was able to sit in his, Jose Manuel's office, and, he's, and I was able to pray the prayer of salvation with Jose Manuel. Can you say amen? Amen. Shortly thereafter, I had to go and get a car for our great family. And boy, am I grateful for Speed the Light. Let me just tell you, church, when the young people come and the, and the youth pastor comes and they challenge for Speed the Light pledges and support, be on board like you are. I am so grateful for that. And just let me say, I'm grateful for BGMC as well. As I said, I, my diapers were stamped AG all my life. So I'm a benefit of the BGMC, the Boys and Girls Missionary Crusade program that they have that they enable us to have microphones, cameras, everything. And then speed the lights that allows us to be able to get the message out. The women's ministry, the Life for the Lost ministry, we use it every day, all those funds. And so we're well-rounded, and I'm thankful for this fellowship that your money, your investment does not go in vain because we do use every bit of those funds as we can, and we're grateful for that. And so I am now at the car dealership getting ready to buy our first family Speed the Light car, and I don't know nothing about cars. The guy that sold the car to me knew I knew nothing about cars. He comes to me, and he sees me there, and he says, who are you and what are you doing here? <laughs> and I wanted to ask him, do you know a Jose Manuel back at the bank? Because you guys are like... And I said, my name is David Santiago, and I'm from America. And he said it again. He says, who are you, and what are you doing here? I said, sir, if you don't mind, I'm here to buy a car for me and my family. He says, you can buy all the cars you want. But who are you, and what are you doing here? I said, oh. I said, I'm a pastor. I'm a missionary. And he reaches into his pocket, and he goes back and says, a missionary. He says, you see this coin? And back then it was a peseta. Now we're the euro, which is about worth a dollar and a 19 or 20 cents. And he says, you see this peseta? I said, yeah, I see this peseta. I see this coin. Yeah, I see the coin. He says, see, this coin brings me joy. This coin right here brings me happiness. This coin right here brings me love. This coin right here brings me everything I need is through this coin. And if you tell me that the, your God is the God of this coin, then I'll serve your God. And I said, Javi, my God is the God of that coin and a whole lot more. Amen. I bought the car and every time I needed the car service to have the tires rotated or oil or whatever I needed to be done, I'd always go to that dealership. 
And the reason being because Javi was there and I was able to have a, a, the famous cafe con leche with him every time. And so we established a friendship during our time there. And lo and behold, years pass. He calls me. He's having troubles at work, his family, his life, his home. Everything's in shambles. He says, David, would you come? I need to know about your God. Hallelujah. I was able to pray with Javi, and he gave his heart to the Lord. You see, church, I'm thinking very much as it is here, people in Spain and in Europe and throughout the world really don't care to know what you know until they know that you care. Once they know that you care, they're going to want to know what you know. And I'm so grateful for that teaching in my life that was embedded in my life from a very young age. The scripture tells us in Romans 11, verse 29, it says, for God's gifts and his call are irrevocable. If you look at that word gifts, there is an S at the end of it. In Spain, that means many. God has given you all, you all watching, the ones that are here, many gifts, many blessings that God has given each and every one of you. Now, what you do with those gifts, God says, because it's a compound sentence, God's gifts and his call are irrevocable. I would like more than anything for you all to come and join me in helping me push the darkness back in the country of Spain or any country for that matter. And I love the appeal for the young people, whoever wants to go. I believe every one of us needs to do something. But if you cannot go with me, what I'm asking you to do is embark and, and challenge you to help us to tell others about who Jesus is. So grateful for that. Now, the call of God in my life has been unbeknownst, it's, it's irrevocable, it goes without repentance. Even if I didn't want to be there, God's anointing has been there. We were in that country of Spain for several years, and God was moving by his spirit. Our area directors and our regional people had said, would you take over an international church that is dying? It was all of about nine people there, and my wife and I took a hold of the church, and we grew it, the church up to about 40 people, and we were praising God for what he did. And lo and behold, it was time to move forward and, and to move what God was doing. And we rented a theater on Easter Sunday. And now let me go back a little bit. Let me tell you about 40 people. 40 is the average size church in Europe and in Spain. And so that's what it is. And so we were in the average church. church and the Lord says, Easter Sunday, I want you to rent a theater. And I said, you know, I'm here. It says, <laughs> I was like struggling with that appeal from the Lord. Because, very much like the rings, we wear them on the right, on the left, they wear them on the left. Yeah. There in Spain, Easter Sunday is the lowest attendance church service of all year. You can look it up. Churches even cancel their services for that particular Sunday because there is just very low participation. The Lord told me to to rent a theater in Gran Via, the main road, there on that Easter Sunday. And so we did, and we promoted it, and we did, and that very first Sunday, Easter Sunday, we had 340 people. Well, praise God. So we were so excited. The following year, the Lord says, I don't want you to rent one theater, I want you to rent two, because we need to have someone, some ministry for the children. 
And so we were way in over our heads. And, and we rented two theaters on that Easter Sunday. Just same thing, same, same argument I had with God because I didn't see anyone that was going to come on that Easter Sunday. I'm here to tell you we had over 640 people come on that Easter Sunday the following. And ever since then... God moved by his spirit. We were able to change locations, and we, we got a, a we, our faith wasn't as big as it should have been. I mean, we got a bank and remodeled it and made it our church, and we started our church. Next thing you know, we went from one service to two services to three services to four services. It was unbelievable, the wave and the move of God, what he was doing. And, it's, uh, and so we moved into a hotel in hopes of being able to have one service. But from the very start, we had to do two services. And then quickly thereafter, we had to do three services. God was moving and is moving through his spirit. Can you say amen? amen. Our church is a bilingual church, international church. I preach in English in the country of Spain in Madrid. My wife from Alabama, who didn't know how to say hola when we went to the country, has now surpassed me in the language, and anything that goes out of her office has to go through her. She reads it and writes it better than the Spaniard. Even more so, they think that she is a Spaniard, so she has to prove to them with a passport that she is not. She's an American. So the Lord has blessed her in the linguistics. But in that process of moving and seeing, we saw a move of God take place that we experienced 25 new people per month, each month. Now, I have to tell you that Spain and Europe does not see those types of growth ever. So what we experienced for us was nothing short of a miracle on a move of God by his spirit. And what our missionaries who have gone before us, and no doubt the missionaries that are going to go after us, will just continue to build on what God is doing. We're able to do that because of churches like Calvary Christian Church. Is that right? The Calvary Christian Church. I said it right. Praise God. <laughs> that enables us to be there. Let me just tell you what happened prior to the famous 2020. The Lord spoke into our hearts and saying, prepare to have media ministry going on. And I said, we're really good. We don't need to add more to our lights right now. But the Lord says, no, do a campaign and prepare and purchase cameras. Get yourself ready. Shortly thereafter, I received a call from the television station there in Madrid. They said, we would like for you to come and be on the air on television, not only in Madrid, but it's throughout Spain, parts of Africa, and the Middle East. And I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, how is this going to happen? Well, keep in mind, this was prior to the, uh, the wonderful year 2020. So we're preparing. We're campaigning. I call your pastor. He says how much you need. You all send us an investment along with some other churches. And so we got our ducks in a row, not knowing what we're doing, but we're just being obedient to what the Lord is telling us and guiding us. Little did I know what was going to happen in 2020. But the Lord knew. The Lord prepared us. And lo and behold, as of March or April, the doors closed. Everything was shut down. But the gospel of Jesus Christ, because he, we were obedient, was able to be proclaimed throughout the whole world. And that's because of churches like this that enables us to bring the gospel, not just to Madrid, not just to Spain, 
but through the Middle East and Africa. Incidentally, we have over 60 different, 50, 60 different nationalities in our church. So I preach in English and my wife preaches in Spanish, or will translate. If I'm not doing well, she'll go ahead and preach her own sermon. But she <laughs> preaches really well. And so she normally translates. And then it's passed on through different like I said, we have so many different nationalities. We are in six of the seven continents of the world. It's amazing. It's amazing just because of what we have. And so we're praying for, uh, what's the one seventh? Uh, uh, Antarctica. Antarctica. I'm sure there's people there that need Jesus as well. <laughs> Antarctica. And so we are so grateful for listening and hearing the voice of God and being used with the gifts and the talents that he has given us. Not that he's given me all that many talents or that many gifts, but what he has given me, I'm going to use it to my full ability. I can assure you this, church, that I'm going to do my very best in telling other people about Jesus. Can I challenge you to do your very best in telling people about what Jesus has done for you? Towards the end of our term there, I was at the light there, my speed the light car, and I noticed a young man that was selling handkerchiefs. And I recognized him from the church. I said, Juan Manuel, Juanma. I said, what are you doing? He says, I'm here selling handkerchiefs. He says, man. He says, how old are you? He says, I'm 13 years old. He says, where's your dad? Where's your mom? He says, see, on the hill, on the road right there, they're, they're watching me to make certain that I sell the handkerchiefs. And I said, my goodness. I says, we need to talk. To make a long story short, I took him in, and my wife and I took him in as our own. We discipled him, trained him, sent him off to Bible school. Later on, he graduated and became, went to be a missionary in El Salvador, ended up being the DYD of Salvador, and now has come back to Spain and is in one of our premier churches in the country of Spain. I am so grateful that God ordained the steps of, of us being able to connect and help that, but it was only possible because we're able to use the gifts and the call that he's given us. Grateful for that. Now, here's my question to you, and I want you to please hear my, my heart more than the words that I'm saying. And my question to you is the same question that was asked of me the first couple days when I was there, and that is this, church. As you prepare for next Sunday, which is going to be dynamic, my question to you is, who are you, and what are you doing here? Who are you and what are you doing here? Church, who are you and what are you doing here? Who are you and what are you doing here? For everyone here, and I pray that your answer would be, I'm a child of the king and I'm using the gifts and the anointing, the talents and the abilities, the anointing that God has given me to be able to share the gospel into the lost and dying world. That is the duty that we're supposed to do. Amen. Let me close with the same verse that I opened. And I want you to see these words. It says, whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice be, uh, behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. We've got a tremendous work ahead of us. 
our work is in what we do, whether if you send us or you go yourself, it is not in vain. And I we're going to tell you that we are going to work until the very end. Love the scripture that Pastor ended it with in saying that we will send the gospel to the very ends of the earth. I'm grateful for your leadership and your pastor, Pastor Ben. He's been on spot on. Pastor, I appreciate him. I remember seeing him in, Bar- in Brussels where our son graduated. We have four kids. All of them are not just serving the Lord, but are passionate about the things of the Lord. So grateful for that. Our son graduated at uh, CTS, Continental Theological Seminary, and Pastor was there. He had just got through doing a seminar in the way of the shepherd. And I want to hear, I'm here to tell you that not only does he teach and, and I'm honest all these wonderful pastors and missionaries like myself on how to become a better pastor, but every year Pastor reminds me of how old I am. I don't know if that's a good thing or not, but he, he texts me, he says, happy birthday, David, God bless you. I said, man. So he exhibits a, a tremendous leadership role, not only for us there, but for here too. And I'm very grateful for the man of God that he has given him. <laughs> Who are you and what are you doing here enables people like Juan Manuel, like Javi, Javier, or Jose Maria, Jose Manuel, to all be able to come to know the loving Savior who Jesus is. Now, I've talked to you about a a bank director, a guy that works at the bank. I've talked to you about a, a car dealer. I've talked to you about a neighbor that lives in my area. It wasn't because I was in Spain. It just happened to be someone in the bank, someone that worked at a car dealership, and a neighbor. I guess what I'm saying to you is this. If God's gifts and his call are irrevocable, that same gift and anointing that is placed upon me to tell someone about Jesus can be placed upon you as well, to tell someone about the Lord and what he's done in your life. And I pray that God does that in your life as well. Father, Spirit of the living God, I ask you, Father, for a fresh wind of your Holy Spirit to ignite the passion in us, Father, once again. Renew, Father, that first love, as the psalmist David would say, Father, uh, renew that right spirit and cast me not away from your presence. Lord Jesus, renew that spirit right now and help us to understand our purpose of why we do what we do and that we do what we do all for Jesus. All for Jesus. Not for the glory of man or ministries or or anything other than that we do it all for Jesus. Move upon the lives of your people, whether here or watching online, that there would be something within them that would stir and would say, yes, I want to be used or renew that passion. Father, do that work in my life again. Jesus, I pray. Thanks for joining us this week on Calvary's podcast. Be sure to visit our website, calvarychristian.church, to stay up to date with events, sermons, and ways you and your family can get connected within our community. 
We hope to see you in person or online at one of our weekend services. Once again, thanks for listening in today, and we look forward to having you join us next time.